Angela Yee and Charlemagne the God. The Breakfast Club, bitches. The voice of the culture. People watch The Breakfast Club for, like, news and really be tuned in. It's one of my favorite shows to do. Just because y'all always keep it 100, y'all keep it real. They might not watch the news, but they're on Twitter. They're on Facebook. They're, you know, they're listening to The Breakfast Club. Get your ass up. Peace to the planet. I go by the name of Charlemagne the God. Uh, one third of the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. I have no idea what's going on this morning. We're having uh, technical difficulties because DJ Envy is in Orlando and Angela Yee is in L.A. for BET Awards weekend. But we're trying to get this situation straight. But in the meantime, I am here to tell you about the things that are going on this morning. We have uh, Tallahassee Mayor Andrew Gillum. He'll be here this morning, right? Uh, yes, he's soon oh. to be governor of Florida. There go ye. See, see how, how how much of a well-oiled machine we are. We have to get rid of envy in but, order for you to hear. But look at the double dutch, though. Look how you just jumped in, and it uh-huh. sounded so flawless, so flawless. I'm yeah. here. Yes, we're here. <laughs> we're here. But, but yes, he's running for governor of Florida, so that would be very exciting. Yes, and uh, if that they, can happen. They said if the vote was that was to happen today, he would actually win the Democratic uh, nomination. For, right, for, for so we're going to keep on pushing that. Absolutely. That's my guy, Andrew Gillum. Also, we have the cast of Luke Cage, which came out this morning, early this morning on Netflix. Uh, Mike Coulter, who plays Luke Cage. Uh, Chio, Chio Coker is the writer on Luke Cage. And Simone Mythic, who plays Misty Knight. They'll all be here this morning. You know I'm a Marvel head, so I'm excited about that. Man, I'm excited to watch that as well. But I had a crazy, crazy... You know, I'm in L.A. right now. I just got here like two hours ago. Why? Well, my flight was delayed. First, it was delayed a couple hours. Then when we finally got on the plane, they made us get back off. Why? Because After of everyone got on. Uh, it was delayed because of the weather. Then there was some type of malfunction with the air or something like that. So we, everybody had to get off. And then it took like another three hours for them to, I guess, fix it. And so finally landed, went to check in the hotel, and then come here to work with you well, guys. Well, I don't complain about stuff like that. And the reason I don't complain about stuff like that is because I've seen all the Final Destination movies. Well, yeah, okay. I'm not complaining. I'm just pointing out I had a very long day. <laughs> got you. Got you. Yesterday. And it's the BET Awards out here this weekend in L.A., so a lot of people out here. So so, so, what are we doing? Are we doing front page news or going right to Andrew? What are we doing? We're going to front page front news. Front page news? Okay. What do you got in front page news? Yeah. Well, I'm sure you saw the jacket that Melania Trump had. I was in the airport yesterday when this news broke, but the uh, jacket that Melania Trump was wearing, what is her explanation for wearing a jacket like this? Um when she was talking about child detention centers in Texas and went to actually go visit some. Yes, yeah, so I'd like to hear more about this story because I'm trying to figure out is social media painting a, 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 a narrative that doesn't exist or did she have a reason behind wearing the coat? Come on now. If you're going to visit these poor children in these child detention centers and you're very aware of your fashion and you have all kinds of handlers around you, I don't think something like this would slide by, but we'll talk about it. Word. It's the World's Most Dangerous Morning Show, The Breakfast Club. Hey, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Hey, I got this oh, now, you got man. It? You got it? Okay. Hey. Yes, I got this. Well, I'm here. I was here. Do your damn job. Well, morning, everybody. With DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God, we are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, let's talk about your president's wife. Yes, the first lady, Melania Trump. She took a visit uh, to the U.S.-Mexico border. She was going to tour an immigrant, tr- immigrant children's shelter, but... Everybody's paying attention to the jacket that she had on. The jacket is from last season at Zara, $39. And on the back of the jacket, it says, I really don't care, do you? 
Which wow. is a crazy thing for her to wear because she's very into her fashion. She always pays attention when she goes to different countries, to different uh, meetings and events, to what she has on. And I don't think she's ever worn a $39 jacket before either. But according to her uh, person, her team, they said it's a jacket. There was no hidden message after today's important visit to Texas. I hope the media isn't going to choose to focus on her wardrobe. Yeah, that's strange. Her rep said it was nothing, but Trump said it was a message to the fake news media. Yeah, Donald Trump, of course, uh, had something to say. Uh, he wrote on Twitter, as he always does. Oh, sorry, I can't find it. Okay. You tell us, Charlamagne. He wrote, uh, I really don't care, do you, written on the back of Melania's jacket. He said he referred to the fake news media. He said Melania has learned how dishonest they are, and she truly no longer cares. So, wow. we don't know. So what- is there a message or is there no message? Was it something Sounds that was like done on purpose message. or was it not? Well, here's what she had to say while she was in the detention center. I'm here to learn about your facility and which I know you house children on a long-term basis. And I also like to ask you how I can help to these children to reunite with their families uh, as quickly as possible. I'm going to be honest. I had no idea she spoke English. I don't know why I've never heard that woman speak in my life. I had no idea. You didn't hear when she stole Michelle Obama's speech? Yes, you did. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought that was a translator. I didn't realize she could actually speak English herself. Listen, one thing's for sure, two things for certain about that jacket. You got to drop one of Clues Blood for her for wearing a $38 jacket from Zara. I mean, come on. From last season. I love a frugal individual. You know I'm frugal Vandross, okay? I, I, well, they're not frugal. Well, she they're ha- yeah, that's frugal. why it's even more insulting because she never does things like that, never wears jackets like that. She's very yeah, attentive. That's far from frugal. How as far know, as her you, wardrobe. You think this is the first time she ever just pulled out a $38 jacket? I don't no, this know. was for a statement. I don't think you. They go, have expensive bags. She wears expensive shoes. I don't think you go from that to a $38 jacket. She, I don't think so either. She's done that before. Right. All right. What now else are we talking about, yeah? Let's talk about um, Extentacion's death. Now there's a new internet trend that people are doing. They're actually mimicking his death by uploading pictures of themselves slumped over in a car, and they're calling it the XXXTentacion Challenge. Yeah. Is that crazy? No, not necessarily. That's stupid. That sounds, that sounds right on brand for this era. What are you talking now, about? Uh, My goodness. Some of his fans are saying that this is actually bringing attention to his death and making people more aware of the government cover-ups. Government cover-ups of... Oh, my God. What? I am so old. I'm oh so, my goodness. I am so happy to be old. What government cover-up do these kids think is going on? There is no government cover-up. There's a three Negroes who decided to rob Triple X, and they shot him in his neck and killed him. And now one of those idiots is in jail, and two more will be locked up soon. What's the government cover-up with that? Well, I'm What's the government goodness. cover-up? I don't know. I'm There's just none. reporting the news Oh, here. my God. Here. Oh, my, my gosh. God. All right. Oh, my God. Well, that's front page news. Oh, now, when we come back, we have Andrew Gilliam. Yes, the one positive now he's thing. Running. The one positive thing coming out of Florida nowadays. Okay. That's right. He's running for governor of Florida, and we're going to kick it with him when we come back. So don't move. I'm out in Florida right now. I'm in Kissimmee, Florida. Uh, we pray. Uh, like I said, you, I'm on vacation. I'm taking the kids to Disney. I'm already having a good time, but we'll see what happens. But, nah, Florida's nice. Where I'm at is nice. I love Florida, but there's no denying that the craziest people in all of America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Okay, but Andrew Gillum gives me hope that everybody in Florida is not crazy because they said if the the election was held today, he would win the Democratic primary nomination. All right. Yes. Well, we'll kick it with him when we come back. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. 
Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building, Mayor Tallahassee, next governor of Florida. There That's it right, is. Andrew Gilliam. What's up, man? How Welcome are you? Back. Good to be back with y'all, uh, including, you know, a brother from Hampton. I'm still representing <laughs> FAMU today. <laughs> How close are we to election day? Man, August 28th is the primary election. Okay. And we're actually here on an interesting day because we just got our fifth opponent in the race. Another uh, millionaire. Actually, he's a billionaire. So it's uh, four millionaire billionaires and me Yikes. Uh, running Jeez. for the Democratic nomination for governor of Florida. Wow. Did Stacey Abrams inspire you? Absolutely. Stacy is my um Stacy's my sister. We have prayed together many mornings. As you can imagine, Charlemagne, this is um probably the lonely one of the loneliest experiences that you can have is running for office and everyone's calling you anything but a, you know, everything but a child of God and you've got to get up every single day persisting, trying to make uh make your moves. But uh the fact that, that sister in Georgia won with over seventy six percent of the vote. Yeah. In a state like Georgia in the South, um, this is the beginning of something I think pretty powerful. Do you think uh her strategy of, of, of catering to a specific base, black people, you think that's a healthy strategy? We gotta recognize what the demographics are in that state, right? Yeah. I mean, this is a state where you've got um as she identifies over a hundred thousand, four hundred thousand it may be was her stat, black voters who are eligible to vote but have not registered mm-hmm. to vote. Mm. My threshold is a little bit different. Democrats have lost the race for governor in the state of Florida these last two times by less than 1%, fewer than 70,000 votes. My belief is is the reason why we've been losing is because we've been trying to run these races Republican light. Um, that doesn't give our voters a reason to go out and vote for anything. And so what we've said in this race is that the only way we're going to win it is by giving our voters a reason to vote for something and not just against. For the voters who we've got to move, that we've got to motivate, these are people who feel like they've had it worse. They feel like they are struggling to make ends meet. Their kids are attending public schools and being pushed out due to high stakes testing. We got brothers and sisters who have paid their debt to society or trying to get back uh, into society after they paid their debt and can't vote. 1.7 million of them in the state of Florida. Uh, can't get jobs because we keep asking about criminal background history, even though it has no impact on whether they can do the job. Those are the everyday issues of people. And uh, if we don't talk about that, we have no hope of getting those folks to the poll. And instead of trying to convert the Trump voter, why not just go and talk to our voters and give them a reason to show up? Yeah, I'm tired of the anti-Trump rhetoric. I need I need, with pe- you. I need you to be pro-people. Tell me I'm what you're you. going to do for people. And what's more important is to be in touch with what people's needs are. You know, obviously, like, if you're not a millionaire or a billionaire, you are way more in touch with what the average person is dealing with. I couldn't agree more. Well, as I move around the state, Angela, we have talked to voters about the fact that if everybody running in this race on the Democratic or the Republican side, my lived experience in Florida is more like the everyday Floridian than anybody else running. And I don't think we can disqualify that. Mm -hmm. I know what it was like to watch my mother and my father trade between which bills they could pay before something got cut off. That experience informs my politics, the fact that we're standing in the gap on behalf of a lot of people who are depending on us for their very livelihood. It's their real life. It's their real life. What's the biggest concern with Floridians? Is is it health care? Is it gun control? Is Is it it crazy? Is, you know, what is, what is You're going to get up crazy on my statement. What is state, the biggest man? concern? <laughs> right now, if you were to listen to the polls, um, the number one concern amongst Floridians is health care, right? Uh, these are people who are concerned about getting sick uh, because if they get sick, they can't go to work. 
And if they can't go to work, they can't earn a wage. And if they cannot earn a wage, they don't get to pay their bills. And so we've got to now create the environment where we expand Medicaid and get people access to the health care that they need to live out fulfilled lives. And by the way, for those of us with health care, and I'm one of them, we don't get away scot-free, right? With those individuals who don't have health care, if they're going to the emergency room to access care, the most expensive and least efficient form of health care uh, the system will extract its money one way or another. And the way they will typically extract it is your premiums will go up year over year. Mm-hmm. No prediction to uh, what to expect. Um, and the system will draw its money and will continue paying into a system that is inefficient and doesn't work. Guns, absolutely they're worried about that. The question is is whether or not they start to show up at the polls and, and make it matter, right? right. Uh, power sees nothing without a demand. If you don't show up with the ability to either put somebody in office or take somebody out of office... There's no respect there. And that's what I'm hoping that they'll recognize is that they got to show up to be part of the process electorally. All right, we got more with Andrew Gillum when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are The Breakfast Club. We have a special guest in the building running for governor of Florida, Andrew Gillum. What plans do you have to create jobs in Florida? Well, I'll tell you, um, I believe uh, Florida, of course, will always be a bit of a destination for vacation, and that's fine. But the truth is, is we've got to now build a kind of economy that's a 21st century economy. Uh, some of what we can do, in my opinion, Florida's a sunshine state, mm-hmm. yet our contribution to solar is de minimis, mm. right? What would it mean if Florida was to become uh, the global leader of green energy, mm-hmm. of right. solar energy, farming energy sources, and not just that, what about the kind of entrepreneurship and innovation that we can attract to our state based off of leaning into what it means to deal with global climate change, build a more resilient state? What if we decided to pull down those resources and build high-speed rail, 21st century transportation in the state of Florida? What if we decided instead of high stakes testing our kids to death, tests that don't tell us what they know but how well they take a test, why wouldn't we reinfuse back into our high school system trades, woodwork, mechanical, electrical, technical? We're talking about people who are their own bosses in some cases. They're pulling down 50, 60 grand a year. That's a good living. We've, we put stigma on people who work with their hands. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, my dad, my dad and my mom both, my mom drove school buses. And I have to tell you, between the two of them, uh, they exampled um, two of the hardest workers I've I've ever known, even to this day. My mother still works, right? right. She contributes into my campaign uh, between $5 and $20 each month, right? And she's going to call me when it's auto-deducted to make sure the package got to me, right? She want to know if it didn't get sucked away by somebody else. I'm like, Mom, we got the package. Uh, my white staff was very confused when they first heard me say, did my mom's package arrive? They're like, what package, Mayor? I'm like, now, it's, I saw, it's code for money. I saw a program that they were doing in Atlanta, right? Yeah. This is um, in response to all of the issues with police brutality. Yeah. And what they're doing is they're offering, I think, um, police officers money, like a stipend to come and live in the community. Yeah. And also giving them, I think it was like $35,000 to a home. Mortgage, yeah. What do you think about programs like that? I think they're smart. And and by the way, we've done them in my city as well, Mm -hmm. where we have uh, tried to incentivize law enforcement to live uh, in the communities that they are responsible for helping to police and keep safe. We're not recruiting enough people of color uh, into this field, people who come from these backgrounds and experiences. As all of us know, a threat is in the eye of the beholder. But I actually believe that we've got to go a little, you know, deeper with regard to how it is we're training law enforcement as well. The cultural competency um, that's really necessary in order to interact with diverse communities. Is it possible for uh, a leader, a governor, or a mayor to be on the side of the police and the people? 
I do believe that. Absolutely. I mean, I think... The police should be the people. But when they're not. When they're not, you have to hold them accountable. Mm -hmm. And And the the truth is is that they don't. don't. They don't. And I've been criticized. I mean, I didn't get the the police union's endorsement of my race for mayor when I I ran. I won with 76% of the vote, but they didn't endorse me because I was very critical of a particular incident that took place. And my only point to them is that you ought to join with me in calling out bad behavior. It's a stain on your profession. It creates distrust between you and the communities in which you're you're charged to serve. And so when I call them out, instead of beating me up, saying I'm anti-blue and anti-police, join with me and say we all stand against bad policing. Mm-hmm. That it's it's bad for the profession and it's bad for the community. Uh, they They carry on their waist belt the power of God. It would be really effective, in my opinion, if these law enforcement entities would join with the community and saying, you know what, we have zero tolerance for bad behavior. We have zero tolerance for people who take advantage of their positions. And by the way, this is without regard to race. I've seen black officers and officers of color act with impunity toward Absolutely. the people that they served as much as they've seen white officers do it, right? And so this is not a color thing. This is really about that blue line 100%. that gets drawn. Mm-hmm. You said you uh, the police officers have the power of God on, they their, do. on their ways. Y'all recently gave that power to the teachers too, though. Well, not in Florida. I mean, they tried to, but but, oh, they, oh, but the didn't pass? The, the, not the teachers, but they did allow for um, Guns a personnel yeah. uh, to do it. And, and 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 let me just say, I do believe that we should do everything that we can on our campuses until we can bring to heal the ubiquitous access to guns in society. We got to make sure that our kids can go to school and feel safe under the protection of uh, school resource officers. What we don't want to have happen is because you now have law enforcement in schools from kindergarten up to 12th grade that now situations where young people would normally go to the dean of students right. or to the principal or be um, you know subject to corrective action on the campuses now becomes a criminal violation right. where we're handcuffing and arresting our kids mm. and moving them through the criminal justice pipeline for being a kid right, right? so when, when, when can the people come out there and, and vote and make sure that their vote counts and where yeah, can we man. go online matters. I know people need to donate we want them to go to andrewgillum.com the election is August 28th and you can vote by mail or early voting up to as many as 30 days out from the election. All right. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. Well, Dedrick D. Williams has appeared in court yesterday. He heard the charges that he's facing in the shooting death of XXX Tentacion. There are still two more people involved, according to the cops, that that's what they believe. And the judge mm-hmm. has already signed two other arrest warrants for those other two people. Now, here is what happened when Dedrick Williams went before the judge. Okay, Dedrick, Devin Shea Williams, please. All right, Mr. Williams, you are charged with one count of first-degree murder. You have, which you are going to be held no bond at this point. Count two is a probation violation, no bond hold. And you also have operating without a valid driver's license. Hey, man, I'm all about reality checks, baby. Okay, life is not a game of Fortnite or Call of Duty. You kids out here, y'all are not living in a simulation. All right, it is real life consequences to your actions, and I have absolutely, absolutely. no remorse for Diedrich Williams. Now, Diedrich also has previous arrests for cocaine possession, weapons possession, domestic violence, aggravated assault with a firearm, and grand theft auto. Bye, 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 bye. Put him under the jail. You know why? Because a guy like that will eventually kill somebody you love or possibly kill you. So you got to get him out the ecosystem. 
He got to go. Think about it. Broad daylight. You kill somebody. Broad, broad daylight. daylight over over, over some nothing. Over, over nothing. No, you can't. Nah. Eat, don't even say the Louis Vuitton bag. Over nothing. So yeah, he got to go. Remorse for him. He, he's he's well, bad for the ecosystem. They do have surveillance footage and all of that, so the cops are going through everything. All right. In the meantime, XXX Tentacion's mom says that he had a baby on the way. She posted a photo of an ultrasound with the caption, "He left us a final gift." So. Wow. And, perhaps, and they said they got yes. a warrant for two other people, right? Yeah, I said that. Yeah, that's it's, not, it's not the two people that they were saying it was all week, was it? Uh, not that I know of. So social we don't media, know. So social media created a whole other narrative and, and pinned a, a whole murder on somebody that didn't two do Two other it. people. Yeah. Right. We don't know yet, though. Jesus Christ, but, boy. Yeah, and then social media switched to this. I mean, there's a lot going on. Jesus But, yeah, so uh, supposedly he has a baby on the way, and they're saying that the baby mom is his... The woman who was his girlfriend at the time, Cleopatra Bernard, she had posted um, the sonogram and, you know, there you have it. So they're saying that they estimate she's about four months pregnant now. Tragic situation all across the board, but that's the way life goes. It is. Okay. All right. Now, Trippy Red, in the meantime, has put out a song, Ghostbusters, that features XXXTentacion, Quavo, and Ski Mask, the Slump God. This is the first um, release since he has passed away. And here is a little snippet of, of X on that song. Ghostbusters is the name of the song. That's the first song that XXX Tentacion has been on now since he's passed away. Oh. And that's Trippy Red's song, yes, um, Ghostbusters. And according to Trippy Red, he also said that X, who was a good friend of his, was also murdered on his birthday, Red, Trippy Red's birthday. Yeah, I saw that. All right, Takashi 69 was supposed to be in the UK this week. He's doing his world domination tour. But he had to announce that he had to reschedule because of the immigration law. Apparently, he couldn't get in. So, management statement to all the loyal fans of Takashi 69 we humbly apologize due to an issue with immigration. Our London and Manchester dates will be postponed until further notice. The rest of the tour will go on according to schedule. Thank you for your support. Immigration laws. I mm. thought they said they didn't want to let him in because of all the trouble that uh, he, he was causing. He caused. What do you mean, immigration laws? Yeah, well, that's their statement. So just yeah, I, I thought it was the same thing. I thought it was all the trouble he was doing. Yeah, I read well, Takashi's saying that UK customs agents uh, actually lied to keep him out. And they said they lied about his criminal past just so that he couldn't get in. He was supposed to play these shows. They were sold out. And they said he was, he was held for 12 hours after he got into Belgium. They said uh, customs agents repeatedly told him they flagged him because he spent more than 12 months behind bars. And they're saying that never happened. And his team had also worked months in advance to ensure he had all the proper paperwork and sponsors for entry. So he's saying that they're lying because they didn't want him to come in. Uh, all right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, we have the cast of Marvel's Luke Cage. They'll be joining us, and also the writer. So we'll kick it with them when we come back. Yeah, Mike, 800 as well. Coker. Yeah, we'll kick it with them when we come back. So don't move. It's a Friday, and it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. 
Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Don't interrupt. It's Mike Coulter wants to get his hair braided, and I was getting what hair? What hair? Her on how beautiful her braids were. Yeah. My, my girlfriend in college used to do it. His beard braided every yeah. Uh, yeah. third month. Well, we have Mike Coulter in the building. Luke Cage, Mizik, and Mr. Knight. Good and Chael. Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Look, I'm hearing good things, man. Uh, AVTV Club said season two of Luke Cage is the first Marvel show to top its first season. Damn. Wow. Yeah. Yes. That's amazing. Simone was like, I'm just hearing I'll that. Take that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, but that was the whole thing was like, we, we wanted to be the second record that elevated. Like, we wanted to be the low-end theory. We, want, we wanted to be mm. Paul's Boutique. We wanted to be, you know, um, the score. You know what I'm saying? So it was always about trying to you know, replicate what worked and then just take it to the next level. You hear that music journalist background from Shale? Oh, no. <laughs> I was excited because, you know, I feel like I know you because of your history just as a music journalist and then to see you make this transition is pretty incredible. And I love what you bring, you know, to Marvel's uh, Luke Cage. But well, for people that don't know, they talk about your music history. Explain to the people what you've done in music. I was just lucky to be in the right place at the right time. You know, the reason that we have Biggie you know, in Harlem's Paradise is um, the first time I interviewed him was actually two weeks after Ready to Die came out, mm -hmm. um, right at right on, at two twenty six St. James. You know, right at his stoop in Brooklyn, and I was actually the last person to interview him right before he got killed. And so, you know, talking to him and writing the book about him, which you know led to me writing the movie, which ultimately gave me the opportunity to do the show. Mm -hmm. You know, he changed my life, mm -hmm. and you know, I'm I'm fully appreciative of, of him, Miss Wallace, and you know, just all. He, he's he's somebody that changed it, like everybody around him just from knowing him. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like yeah, all this is, is really is just an extension of of, of hip hop. You, you know, legacy. Yeah. Quick sidebar before we get back to Luke Cage. How you feel about the reception of Notorious? Because I feel like Notorious got better with time. I feel like it aged really well. Like when you when you're at home and it comes on TV, you watch yeah. it. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I think the thing is, it's like I wish that we could have gone as hard as Straight Outta Compton. You know, mm. because, I was going to ask you that. Like I, I felt like. We didn't go hard for Notorious. I think New York did, but yeah. I, I feel like nationally they... It, it was early, didn't. too, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, you know, here's the thing. I mean, and I, I, I don't mind saying it because I, I think George Tillman would say the same thing. It's a good movie, but we had so many things in terms of budget, in terms of mm -hmm. time, things going against it. I, it could have been great, that I think, honestly, if it could have been a little more on cut. But I, but I think for what it was, I, I, I definitely am, you know, really proud of it. And it's the kind of thing that always comes back. Well, rest in peace to B.I.G. Let's, let's, let's get back to another black superhero. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Luke Cage. Now, what kind of pressures and challenges did y'all face going into season two? Talk to you, Simone. Uh, not resting on our laurels. Mm. Not thinking yeah. that because people like the show and some fans loved the show that we were safe. Mm -hmm. You know, I think everybody went back in and thought, how can we make this better? Mm -hmm. From the music selection on his part to, I mean, he was calling us up right after season one rap like okay so this is the album I'm going to use mm -hmm. as the theme for the second season what is and the what's theme the album? What is, I know Gangstar was the first season what's this? Yeah. So, so you know second season um, P-Rock Sales Smooth ah. mm. you know so like, that means somebody going to die then lots of people caught that you yeah. know and y'all expanded into Brooklyn, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. exciting. Oh, yes. Another it was girl. great for waking up on my call time. <laughs> I was like, uh, oh, yeah. we got to go up the street? Cool. Only half yeah. the time, though. Half the time yeah. is good. Half, <laughs> half the time, time is bad. Half the time we're in Harlem. Half the yeah. time you're in the Bronx. <laughs> the Bronx. Yeah, because like, well, Were you a, a comic head as well? No, no, I wasn't. I mean, I watched, I read Archie. 
That was as much as I, I did too. Party. I mean, in the grocery store, Betty <laughs> and Veronica, it's like yeah. right here, yeah. Betty and Veronica. That's, that's I was crazy. like, I'm Veronica. I did the same thing. But no, I didn't get into comic books. I can't say that I am a comic book fan. I'm a fan of Mr. I'll be, Knight. I'll be careful. I know. I, I didn't say I'm not a fan. I'm saying, you know, you, 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 you she doesn't want to lie. She didn't grow up. Yeah. <laughs> did you go back at least and start studying like the Misty Knight no. character? Nope. Really? <laughs> because when I got the job, Jeff Lowe made it seem like Marvel had snipers everywhere. He was like, don't oh. go to a comic book store and buy a comic book because then everybody's going to know that oh. you're Misty Knight. I'm like, I'm a black woman living in L.A. <laughs> Ain't nobody looking at me. They ain't gonna know what I'm buying in there. Uh, all right, but they see, sure but, ain't gonna see me but buying a, a comic book. Have you gone to a comic book store since? I have, and, and I, I tried. What I, so this is so funny. I was in LA and mm-hmm. I went to dinner with my parents. I was like, yo, it's a comic book. It's a new Luke Cage. It was like a uh, hologram. Yep. Let me just go in there and buy it. And I go in and I get it. And I was like, hey, do you got? And they, nothing. Just like, oh, yeah, it's right there. I'll, I'll grab it for you. Do you guys have any Missy Knight comic books? Oh, let me check. Like, yeah, no. Guy helped me for like 45 minutes. After he checked me out, he was like, great job on Luke Cage. I'm like, how the hell? Uh, <laughs> like, he's like, you're in a comic book store. I was like, but you gave me nothing. Like, there right. was no like, hey. He's being yeah. professional. Like, yeah, you know. They yeah. over there, we ain't got that. He wasn't those. even pleasant. You know, he wasn't even yeah. pleasant. I was like, oh, okay, good. You, re- you got relaxed. He said he wasn't you, you, I got relaxed. You got, I he relaxed you. He's like, no, nah, I know who you are. I'm going to watch you, though. Mm-hmm. You do something stupid, I'm going to tell you. Uh-huh. I'm going to talk about it. Now, you're stepping into the superhero role this year, though, because you got the bionic arm. I do. How does that change your character? I give more fights. I get. Mm. I think that the fans have been waiting for this iteration of Missy Knight since she was created 40-plus years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's good to be able to finally mix it up. I still can't kill anyone, <laughs> which is the <laughs> part about being uh, a superhero, is that you can't kill nobody. Uh, well, we'll see, but don't the, worry, but, don't worry. We'll, we'll fix that. We'll, we'll, <laughs> 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 I, got, I got snipes on. Well, you know, well, that's the thing. You know, if enough people, you know, tune in this, we, the, the, this time, then, then maybe for season people. three, like, you know. What are some is things that, that um that are going on in the real world that influence this season? Oh. Everything. Everything. I mean, all the all this Trump bullshit. Um, yeah. you know. There's references to it for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the th- like you you can't go through, you know, doing this as conscious black people and and even if you're not hitting these issues directly, it still affects like as an undercurrent, of, you know, everything that we do. I, but I think the thing about Entertainment uh, in terms of our entertainment is that we're able to entertain, have fun, but at then at the same time, there's always going to be you know the message. Mm-hmm. You know? Even how Luke Cage became Luke Cage, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, there's a message in that. Yeah, and for sure. I mean, we, we hit those topics now because you know, as far as relevance uh, to what's going on right now, I mean, we're dealing with the second season about like dealing with your celebrity. You know, everybody's everybody's you know social media platform. I mean, mm. like Luke Cage is not on social media, but like this, you know, I just joined it several months ago, and and you know, when you look at social media. Everybody's like got their level of fame, even if it's like five followers. It doesn't matter, you know. They get in, they get on this platform and they speak and they want to be seen, they want to be heard. They video things. The world is sort of like under a camera lens. No matter where you are, there's never a time when someone's not taping you. So we deal with that a lot in the second season. Now, Mike, if you really had Luke Cage powers, powers in real life, do you think you could be responsible with them, especially in this era of of, of white I'm not. I'm not gonna lie, man. I think you know. I think it's honestly very difficult to have absolute power. You have to have a checks and balance system. There's no yeah. way you can be. Uh, you know the complete absolute power, and no one can check you, and then you, you don't go. You know you don't go awry because it's just one of those things. I mean, we've seen it right now with the White House. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, you know, when somebody's not checking you, and mm-hmm. you're the bully, and people are not speaking up and saying things to you, and you do one thing and you get away with it, and you get another, do another thing, you get away with it. After a while, you feeling like you're an invincible person, and you're not really thinking about other people. You don't see other people. You just see yourself. Because think about it, we we all have this 
part of ourselves that are, that is myopic that we that we sort of get up every day and the world revolves around us you know I, I used to make a joke when I was a kid you know you walk in a room the, nobody in that room exists until you get in that room. And then yeah, you walk yeah, out of the room. The party don't they, stop till we are. Everybody in the room, they, they cease to exist. It's almost like, you know, it's like the Truman Show. You come around the corner, then everybody start, starts, you know, behaving and, and being a part of your life. That's like they're playing a part of your life. And people think that way sometimes. Because so you don't have FOMO? What? No fear of missing out? You know, there, there are the times. Life is going on. No, when you're you know not what? There, there you're are, like, everybody's asleep. No, you, <laughs> you know what? There are times. Up. There are times. I, I, I mean, I think everybody has that at times. But for the most part, I do feel like if I go to some old BS place, it's, it's still gonna be popping if I go because right. because that's just how I feel. You right. know, it's like I'm have, I'm gonna have fun yeah. no matter where I go. But you if know? you had those powers, if you had the power, uh-huh. what's, what's the first thing you think you would do if you had those type of powers? First thing I would have done is gone down and free all those kids up, man. I would have taken those kids out of there, man. Luke Cage free those kids right out of the cage, man. Look, I don't know where I would have taken them, but look, we'll figure that out later. But definitely gonna get them out of there. You know, that's that's first thing. All right, we have more with the cast of Marvel's Luke Cage. You don't go anywhere. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are The Breakfast Club. We have the cast of Marvel's Luke Cage and writer here, Mike Coulter, Simone Missick, and Chael. Charlamagne? Do you ever forget you're not Luke Cage? Like, you ever cut yourself and be like, damn, <laughs> I'm bleeding. No, but, but, but that does concern me. I'm thinking sometimes, you know, because I'm not going to lie, you know, with the police uh, brutality and stuff, I know a lot of good cops, you know, and so I, I deal with a lot of good cops, and I know, I see them, they, you know, they show me love. Sometimes it crosses my mind. I'm going, what am I going to recognize me? You know, I'm like, but I, I'm, I'm always, you know, I'm always, you know, I'm doing the right thing. But, hey, right. we all know that doesn't necessarily mean anything. So doesn't one of those things where it's like I look at it because people look at us and go, oh, you know, you live in this, you know, ivory castle. And that's not true. You know, you walk around. We're among the people. Things can happen to us, too. So that's why I got on social media to speak out and, and to have a voice. Because if you if you sit by and you just watch it happen to the next person, no matter what the violation is, they get away with it. Next thing, you know, it's gonna be something that you're doing. They're gonna point point it out to you, and it's gonna you're gonna be the next victim. So you, you got to speak out. Have you been profiled recently? You know what? I don't think I cops man. saying slick stuff to you. Like, all right, now you ain't nah, bulletproof. Nah, man. For I've real. Been, I, you know what? I guess you know. I guess I've been lucky. Maybe I'm hanging out right, hanging around the right places. I don't know. I mean, they. I mean, for the most part, most cops they recognize me, and that's a good thing. But at the same time, I don't take it for granted. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't what, gotten profiled since I was in grad school. What about a crazy fan? Like a crazy fan that says wants to test you. You know what? I've never had. I've never. Break, my, had, I've never, break my bed, Luke. Uh, yeah, yeah, break my bed. Like, <laughs> yo, break me. No, no, no. I, I've been oh, lucky because most times, you know, you if, you if you're like a boxer, or MMA fighter, somebody want to try you stuff like that. Most time, nah, they just you know show love and stuff like that. So I'm I'm glad because otherwise I'd be walking around the bodyguard. I'd be walking around fighting nobody. So I'm glad I'm glad I don't have that issue. Having joined social media recently, how is that affecting you? Because I know I've been on there yeah, <laughs> every day. Mike no, I'm no, like, another Mike Coulter post. No, talk so much. He was like, uh. No, but I always you, said. Look at you on your shrine to yourself. No. Oh, my God, social media. I don't follow him. But listen, my stuff is about repeat. Every damn day, he'd be like, you can't uh-huh. can hear him. In the bed. No, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. You, you might get one. You might get, listen. On the in the bed you might no one post on. of me <laughs> saying something in a month. Hair is just out no, no, that was like was two like, months ago. She really? talking about two months ago, y'all. Yes. <laughs> she literally talking about two months ago. Nothing I'm not gonna lie. Two on months ago. Media. Nothing dies. <laughs> no, no, no. No, but his stuff but, is but see, really positive. He remembers doing it though. He does. Yeah, she that one worked. That was that that hit her. I'm like, do I really have to double tap? She gave me a like. She double tapped it. She's like, I don't know why she double tapped it. Oh God. No, but he does post like stuff about political stuff. All the time. I'm trying to keep Instagram happy and fun. Oh, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to keep the Twitter. Weekly. That's nice. Yeah, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to keep okay. the Twitter, you know, more political. I'm, try, I'm trying. You know, it's one of those things. 
I like to do it. I mean, I did it. I did it when people weren't paying attention, and that's what was very important to me. Because when when Luke Cage dropped and this other stuff, it was just too many people, and mm-hmm. I didn't really want to deal with you know this random people. Just you know that kind of that conversation because I, I just didn't want to deal with it. I got a lot of stuff going on in life. Just you know, it's too much time. It still is too much time. You know, it takes time to post because every time you post, you got to think about what you're posting. You know, hundred percent. Simone, your post be thoughtful. You posted a pic that said uh, with a shirt on that said "Strong Female Lead." Hey. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you, and you thank Netflix for continuing the conversation. Yeah. So, what are some obstacles women of color still continue to face? Oh my God. Uh, well, one pay disparity. Mm-hmm. We don't get paid. You don't get paid? Come on now. <laughs> we don't get paid. And we for damn sure don't get paid what we should get paid. You know, I love that Viola Davis posted how everybody's like, oh, I'm the black Meryl Streep. Well, can I get paid like Meryl Streep? Right. Mm-hmm. Two, it's the idea that, you know, when we read scripts, you could read a script and it's like, oh, all this beautiful stuff about characters. And you're like, man, this is dope. This is wonderful. You get to page 65 and it's like such and such, black, 30. And you go, oh. So everything I read prior to that could not be me. <laughs> it could not be a woman of color. It has to wow. be a white woman. Yeah. So the idea that we are, we have to be inserted into stories. Mm-hmm. You're a description. We're a description. Right. We're a toke. We're a box to check off. Mm-hmm. But I think that shows like Luke Cage and mm-hmm. movies like Black Panther show that we are dear a white commodity. People. Dear shows like mm-hmm. Dear White People yeah. and. Insecure, Insecure, you know what I mean? Like, all of these things show that the world is interested in seeing women tell stories. But we still have to deal with the idea that we're all angry and we all have the same viewpoint. What I love about Insecure is that you see young black women that are not the world's idea of what young Mm African-American women are. Mm -hmm. They're allowed to be messy. They're allowed to be sexy. They're allowed to be... Nerdy, goofy. Nerdy, goofy, Mm -hmm. all those things with no judgment Awkward, awkward, awkward. Awkward Awkward as... Yeah. But, you know, it's rare. Atlanta does that too. It's, it's like rare. Dirt, it's know? really rare. You know, you know, I wanted to go back and talk about some of the struggles that you were talking about, Simone. Mm-hmm. We had Terry Crews up here mm-hmm. a couple of days, and he was talking about being sexually assaulted in, in some of the things. Mm-hmm. I was curious, have any of you guys been, especially, I was surprised because, you know, you look at Terry Crews and mm-hmm. you see a, a, a big, strong yeah. ex-football player, and I'm like, yeah. who, who would touch him, you know? Yeah. But it, it happens. Has that happened to any of you? No, thank God. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Not, not physically. A, I'm a prayerful woman. I think I pray before I walk into any door. Mm-hmm. And I think I also, being from Detroit, give off mm-hmm. a do not f- with me vibe. What up, though, vibe? <laughs> what up, though? No. So people have not tried me in that way. I mean, I had, like, some random writer try some old, I want to date you, even though I've been saying I have a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. But that was years ago. But thankfully, I have not. But I know a lot of women who have not been that lucky, right. who have, you know, been put in horrible sexual situations on set mm. and during in meetings um yeah. but i have not thank god and sometimes yeah. there's things that you look back at and you're like that was a little um creepy that was a, yeah yeah, yeah it definitely. might not have been anything so blatant yeah, and aggressive know. but you look back at things and you're like well that was kind of effed up mm-hmm. there's a big difference between you know sexual assault and somebody flirting with you and somebody just want to holler at you and at work at the workplace mm-hmm. and that's what's weird you know the, the movement has you know very is very very specific but at the same time, it's been very blanket. It's a general statement that people of anybody who misinterpreted a movement mm-hmm. may have said something, looked at them a certain way, and it's becoming very hard to tell what is deemed inappropriate. So, and like I, I posted a long time ago, I said, look, man, I mean, it's very simple. If the person does not want to be with you, then you just move on. Right. Just move on. Like, don't don't be creepy. Just move on. 
and find somebody who, if they don't love you, if they don't give you reciprocate, then just move on. It's stupid when guys try and force it. It's like, dude, it's uh, it's, it's more women. Make you feel like you can't get a certain job. Yeah, or, listen, yeah. don't let that. My thing is like, if they don't want you like that, why would you want them? Yeah. So, so my, how do you handle sex scenes, Mike? Because there's a lot of sex scenes in Luke Cage. How do you? You know what? Let me, I'll yeah. be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, I was on chill about that. We, we we did not have enough coffee this season, but that's okay. <laughs> we gonna, we gonna work on that. We gonna work on that. Um, because I know the fans, the fans like that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, just, the, just, fans, <laughs> the fans, the fans, the fans. Because, because honestly, I mean, look, everybody knows it's, it's most it's most making jokes, but she knows it's awkward. You know, it's not like when we haven't seen just a real scene. There's about thirty crew members somewhere within near proximity. More crew members pop up that never were on set before. All of a sudden, <laughs> popping around a corner. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like weird. So. No matter how you set it up, it's like, you know, it could be like the director says, put your hand here, do this. I mean, it's a lot of awkwardness. Our first sex scene was my first sex scene. Ever? Uh, ever. What, wow. did, Dor- what did Dorian yeah. say? And Dorian and was fine it. with it. And, and be- he's really good friends so with me my and Dorian, yeah. I've never so met her. I've never weird. met her, but I've never met her. But what happened was I read the script. Like, I got the job, and then I got to read the script. Mm-hmm. And I'm reading, reading, reading. <laughs> and then it's like, and then Misty Knight takes off her top. And then Luke, Luke Cage takes off his shirt. And the world cheers. Like, this is what this motherfucker. <laughs> Bro. And, and I was like, the world, the world, 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 world I was like, and my heart dropped because I had never, never, never wanted to do a sex scene yeah. in that way. Not just no. So everybody on my team literally negotiated everything down to the crack of my ass. Like you could show <laughs> the top of her butt, but not the crack. <laughs> the side of her boob, but not the nipple. <laughs> a half of a cheek. So I went in there, no, and they knew that I was not. Playing around. Oh, what about a like, body double? Ooh, People don't know. They don't. For no, some reason, they didn't offer that. I would have well, taken it. I would have gladly. You got to find a body it. double. I mean, the body doubles look, man. It's like they can tell. I mean, it's a lot of times body doubles they can tell. Nobody. It'd be like a white girl. Look, trust me. And then you have to clear the body double, and then when the body double comes. A lot of times, the actresses watch the body double physically, and then if they're the way they move, they may not like. You know, it's it's. Listen, somebody's gonna be playing you. Remember, they're gonna think that's you. So, do you want that person who looks like kind of like you? Well, doing... Erica Badu's sister was her body double oh, in that video, and mm-hmm. that was a good. Body oh, that wasn't really double. Erica. That was her sister. No, she was walking naked. Yeah, that was really. That was wow. I, I, no. Don't give that me the was Erica. Check Wait. Google check. No, Google check. Wait. Wait. I just I just was was my, according Let's to Google check. Right I'm almost. I'm almost Erica. Sorry, nah, Mama. I know Game of Thrones. I know Game of Thrones. That was Erica. All right, now keep it locked. We got more with the cast of Luke Cage. All right, so don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are the Breakfast Club. We have the cast of Marvel's Luke Cage, which is out right now. Mike Coulter, Simone Missick, and writer Chael. Charlamagne? What what has the rise of other black superhero movies like Black Panther, even shows like Black Lightning. What do you think that'll do for Luke Cage? Um, I think the thing was, was for, you know, we first time out, you know, breaking the internet, or breaking Netflix at least, you know, I think kind of set a precedent in terms of Hollywood saying, you know what, let's green light some, you know, Black a, 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 a Black Lightning. The Black Panther, what it did, because Black Panther was already, was already in the works, it basically showed that there is a worldwide audience for this. And then, of course, with what Ryan Coogler did, you know, it just blew up to a, a level that no one ever, like, even though we think we could have predicted it, it just went so much further and so much faster. So now the pressure's back on us from the standpoint of, like, how do we come back out? But I think the thing is, is that people, you know, we, we've been gone for long enough where people are thinking about us again. And so we, you just got to come back hard. You know, like, you, you know, and I think what's great is that there's now an environment where 
like there aren't enough black superheroes mm -hmm. and people not only in terms of there needs to be more but that people that there's a huge demand i wonder how i will view luke cage mm -hmm. in this, this new york setting after seeing the world of wakanda did y'all mm. did y'all think about that oh yeah you know what it's great because wakanda is this excellent world that is it's, it's like what africa could be if it was left untouched like africa mm -hmm. was the its greatest resources it's a phenomenal continent and there's no reason for the things that are going on there to, to be happening the way mm -hmm. it is because had honestly not had it not been imperialism because think about it kings queens the, the diamonds the jewels the precious all those resources mm -hmm. it should be the richest continent richest people in the world but that's not the case mm -hmm. so imagine if that didn't happen that's like what wakanda is 100%. now that's an imaginary world what we have is something you can actually visit. We have Harlem. I feel like it's that's one great place. And look, look, we would love to just visit there. It'd be like, hey, let's 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 visit. But this is where we live. So I think the thing about it is like with the Harlem that we established, like it's a Harlem that doesn't exist anymore. But no. this also, but it's also Harlem that did exist. Mm -hmm. So it's really kind of talking about how you know Harlem's gentrifying and changing, and we deal with that. But then at the same time. Harlem's Paradise is, represents, like, Classic. you know, the, what, what what the Cotton Club was or what mm -hmm. Lennox Lounge was or, you know, what um, yeah, Small's Paradise was. Yeah. You know, so to me, Har Harlem has always been, like, a mixture of, like, Washington, D.C. and Las Vegas in one place. Mm -hmm. And so, you Vegas, know, it's, it's big because you have both. I mean, you got politics, mm -hmm. you know, you've got entertainment. And then, of course, when you have those two, you're also going to have crime. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so it's like, so it's the one place that both, you know, Percy Sutton and Frank Lucas are, are in one spot. So it's just like you, you really have that balance. So it isn't really, you know, uh, as much of a question of, um, you know, how do you sh view this show through the prism of Wakanda? It's more like as much as Wakanda is a celebration of African culture, you know, what Luke Cage celebrates is the, 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 the whole diaspora, like mm -hmm. not only African-American culture, but also this season you know, with with the rise of Bush massacre yeah. in Brooklyn, you know, Jamaican culture. Mm. And now Jamaican culture has always kind of been at the center of the of the birth of hip hop, and really just kind of getting into both. No, I was gonna say we got to pick. We, look, we got to give a shout out to Shabba Ranks because when we were, when we were hanging out at my birthday party, we, he came in. Uh, he came to uh, my birthday party. Oh, you did your birthday party. You, you wow. did. You did come. At your house. Yes, and you remember? Wow. And, I called yeah. you, and then I can't believe she gonna put me Shabba on blast. Shabba Ranks came to your house. No, no, no. no, no. I said Shabba no. Ranks. <laughs> <laughs> she, she jumps into. She was invited she was and like, then didn't invited show up because she had something to do. Matter of fact, Dorian was supposed to DJ. Dorian was. And he was out of town. Don't don't get me started. Anyway. We were listening to Shopper uh, Ranks. Definitely lied. Yeah. Oh, basically, no, he was home. out of town. He was absolutely not. <laughs> you said he was I don't remember that because I remember. Yeah, you remember. <laughs> See what happens you jump on somebody about something you realize, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. It's my wait bad. Whoops. Yep. So, as I was saying, we were listening to Shopper Ranks and, and, and Spotify or Pandora or something, and all these great songs came on, yeah, all these title. wonderful titles. And we just, you know, got inspired, and we just kept going with that, and he just kept running with it, and here we, you know. So that's when you got the idea for Bushmaster? Like, I know who can beat Luke Cage or Jamaican. Jamaican. <laughs> well, hey, you know what it was? It was like, okay, after hearing the music, you know, all the decisions for me, like, start with the music, it was like going through, like, you know, who, who are various villains that Luke Cage has gone up against? Okay, Bushmaster, at least in the comic, had gone through the same process that created Luke Cage. Brother and, Voodoo. And, and then you like look through, like all the way through the bio, and then you say, okay, he's from a mysterious Caribbean island. Okay, so Flappish. let's make it Jamaica. Like, let's be specific. Like, let's really lean into that, because, you know, if season one was about the Wu-Tang vacation in the Marvel Universe, season two is really about the roots of hip-hop, both from the Jamaican side and then from, you know, if you're talking about the Stokes, like Al Alfred Woodard's character, the Stokes Dillard's, you know, uh, 
let's deal with the blues. Let, 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 let's deal with with, um, with funk. Let, 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 let's deal with really, you know, the American side. Mm-hmm. How it's like mm-hmm. they're both having this conflict in this one place, which is Hall's Paradise. Did you say the Wu-Tangification? Yeah. <laughs> What's that mean? Break that down. For me. Well, th- that was the thing was it was really more about for season one. It's like hip-hop almost didn't exist in the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. And so the thing I was thinking about was like, let's just go raw. Like, like let, let's just really just... You know, instead of just going for as, as something commercial, like let's, what would it be like to, you know, marry like Shimmy Shimmy Ya with um, Luke Cage get bullets just bouncing off mm-hmm. of him? Because when you put like hardcore hip hop, particularly '90s hip hop, with superhero action, it just gives it a certain like pulse. Hundred percent. And Method Man was on the show. I did. I did want to ask about <laughs> Reggie Kathy before y'all. Go. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes, man. He played your you. father in season two, and he passed away. How did that impact all of y'all? Well, we we dedicated the season to him. Mm-hmm. Um, his is the first voice you hear in episode one, and it's the last voice you hear in episode 13. Mm-hmm. Um, he just had this impact. But the thing about him was as, as, as an incredible dramatic actor who elevated every scene he was in. Um, the thing I remember most about Reg is his laugh. Like, when we had the first table read, which I think was, was the, um, the, the best table read I've ever been a part of, not only was he, did you hear his voice, which is just, like, incredible, yeah. but, like, anything that he found funny, like, he just, like... Like this big kind of this yeah. narrow, deep guttural. He yeah. was diagnosed. I remember wow, he was man. diagnosed while we were shooting. I remember mm. the time he stopped, you know, smoking, and you know, I really, he was trying to, you know, correct his life and get healthier. And then he got diagnosed during the shoot, mm-hmm. started declining during the shoot, and he never felt like when he came to set, you could never feel like he was down. He always had this positive attitude. Mm-hmm. He came on, he just positive, just you know, like, hey, I'm gonna make the, make it through this. I was checked on him even after he stopped working. He was, you know, going to focus on his treatment. Checked on him all the time. He always had his positive response. He was always wow. like, no, this is a situation. And finally, when things weren't working out, you know, I could kind of tell what was going to happen. But it was just it's painful to watch the decline, you know. He told the best story. He did. Yeah, he, he, really, he was did. a master storyteller. Yeah, rest in peace, and man. Good guy. I, that is something that I, as an actor, walked away with. Like, not only feeling like, man, I'm, I'm around this legend who's mm-hmm. been on all these amazing shows and won awards and from stage to, to screen everywhere, but... Just him as a human being yeah. was so giving in the midst of being feeling like everything is being taken away. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. I, I really wish that that he had gotten to see himself you oh, know, yeah. this season because he's he's incredible, and you know the show and all of us were were just so much better for having been around him. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you guys for joining us. Luke K, season two starts. It's out right now. Time now. Mike Colton, Simone Missick, and Cheo, thank you guys for joining us. Thank, thank you. you. Appreciate you guys. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's about time. What's going on? Yeah. Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is The Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Tiana Taylor's album is out. Can you guys find it anywhere? Uh, no. Like every other good music release that has come out this month. It takes a minute, right? Except for Pussy well, T. Pussy yeah, we got T a came out songs. on time. Kim yeah, Kardashian had time. tweeted out, this whole flight back from Paris, Kanye has been finishing up Tiana's record. OMG, it's so good. And Tiana Taylor tweeted that moment when El Boogie, Miss Lauren Hill, sends you a voice note with some strong words of encouragement for your album interlude. OMG, OMG, I'm about to die. So she put hashtag a word from El Boogie about to be lit. Keep that same energy. Mm. All right. Well, the album is keep that same energy. And we were able to find a snippet from one of the songs. We don't know what it's called because, again, none of that information is available online as of right now. But here it is. Bit the more than a little bit. Bit the more than a little bit. But I ain't calling no names out. No, no 
be promotion. Nah, nah, I ain't late. I don't do due dates. No sneak this, no sneak this. That's just how I was raised. I think it's the soil. I've been down, I've been loyal. When you really hold it down, it's like it ain't need really down for you. Oh no, what a shame. Ten years in a game. It's looking like you ain't hot, you ain't pop. Guess up with you and yeah. Damn. All right, so that's a little snippet. Sounds good for Tiana. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to hear her full album. It's crazy because, you know, he was on the plane, as Kim Kardashian said, trying to finish it up. And that means they don't really get to hear the album until it's pretty much ready. But she did have that listening session in L.A. last night. It was held in a studio lot, and there was a set modeled after Harlem there because it is the BET Awards out here this weekend. Well, yeah, they changed so much stuff because uh, when I was out there a couple months, uh, month, I don't know how long ago that was now, but I definitely heard about five Tiana songs that were banging, by the way. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they've added new records or what. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. All right, now let's discuss a little Kim. She was on the red carpet talking with Entertainment Tonight, and she was asked about uh, some beef between Nicki Minaj and Cardi B. And to weigh in on that, here's what happened. What do you make of Cardi B and Nicki Minaj? Cardi is my girl. I don't know the other one, but Cardi is my girl, and so I'm so excited for my girl Cardi. What's the problem here? All right. When she said, I don't know him, was that mean I don't know them personally or I, I never Kim, heard of him? Little Kim keeping the same energy. She don't rock with Nicki. What y'all want And if to you do? recall, when Little Kim was on The Breakfast Club, here's what she said about Nicki. But I played a record for Slim called Automatic. It's a San Tropez dance type of, type of record. It's mm-hmm. three years ago I played him this record. Mm-hmm. On her new album, she has a song called Automatic, and the song is so similar to the oh song that I played for Slim. I brought a whole new sound. The problem with her is she was very catty with it. I never had a problem with her. I was always nice with her, always. She was a very obnoxious person, but I was always nice with her. First of all, I don't even know why we played that soundbite just now because Little Kim and Nicki are just like Ja Rule and 50. They're never going to get along. They're never going to be cool. They're never going to be friends. And Little Kim was just keeping the same energy. I don't see the and problem. And that's from 2011. Exactly. So I exactly. guess not much progress has been made. That's like that's like uh, somebody all. asking uh, 50 about Ja and 50 being like, who? Or somebody asking Ja about 50 and Ja being like, who? We know what that well, is. Well, there was a point when Ja thought they was going to be good when they was on the flight together. No, Remember no, that? no. They never said no, they were going to be no. good. They just said not, that they didn't you know, fight but on the plane. Which he thought Things were changing, no. and perhaps they would just no be way. a cordial on the plane because they don't want to get arrested and get federal offenses for fighting on a plane. They would know. There you no go. Way. Job and fifty and her will never be cool. Okay, never, <laughs> never, ever. never at all. They're gonna be in the wheelchair bumping each other. All right, all right. it's not happening. Hey, look, Jeez. I don't, you know who knows. All right, so and they were in the same row on the plane, by the way. But you know, all right. Um, girlfriends creator Mara Brock Akil wants to do the movie. But I guess she's having issues trying to convince film studios that it's valuable. She said, yeah, you can tell any studio in town if they got 50 to 60 million, I already have the script. We can make an epic story and we can make a lot of money. But me hustling and knocking on doors, begging to do this story is not where it's at anymore. She said it deserves somebody to see the value in it and write that check. That's what it's about. People often think I have the power. Well, I have a lot of creative input. I know the vision of it, but I need the money. That's what this industry is all about, supporting artists and supporting storytellers and hearing the audience for what they want and need. There's still a lack of value for what black women want. 
yet we have proven to be one of the strongest consumers in the marketplace. Well, you know, I'm a girlfriend's fanatic, and I've been screaming for a girlfriend movie for years. There's just a lot of culturally clueless executives out there, and they don't realize that people were watching girlfriends for eight whole seasons, and we have ran to Target and Walmart to buy the, the DVD box set of all eight seasons. Tell them, girl. We wear mm-hmm. girlfriends merchandise all the time. I got girlfriends T-shirts and girlfriends hats. They're just really culturally clueless about the impact that girlfriends has had. That's it. Mm. Simple as that. You tell them, girl. Simple All as right. that. So, yeah, maybe somebody's going <laughs> to step forward now that she's saying what the issue is and come up with that kiss ass. $60 million is a big budget, though, because you think about a movie like Girls Trip. Girls Trip, I think, had a budget of, like, 19 or maybe between 19 and 28, something like that. And I know sex well, is Girlfriends a... is proven, though. Like you just said, it's proven. That's what it, I'm a lot saying. of people are going to watch right. it. So it's not really that big of no, a budget. No, $65 million is a big budget. $60 million is a big budget for, for They that, have it. They'll, they'll definitely make that back. Um, yeah, but you want to make that and then some. I mean, no. $60 million is a lot of money. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. Thank you, Miss Yee. Charlemagne. Yes. Who are you giving that donkey to? Uh, we need Diedrich Williams to come to the front of the congregation. Uh, that is the young man who is being charged with killing rapper XX Tentacion. Uh, he needs to come to the front of the congregation. We like to have a word with him. All right. We'll get into that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yes, donkey of the day for Friday, June 22nd goes to Diedrich Williams, a young man from Florida who was arrested and charged with the murder of rapper XXX Tentacion. Uh, you know what your Uncle Shala always says, kids. The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. And once again, Florida is proving me right. Uh, XXX Tentacion was cannibalized by one of his own, which is usually the case. Now, if you haven't heard, X was outside a motorcycle dealership in Deerfield Beach when two armed men approached him in what is believed to have been a robbery. Uh, charges for Diedrich include first-degree murder, a probation violation uh, for theft of a car, motor vehicle, and driving without a valid license. Uh, Diedrich appeared in court yesterday to face charges. Let's hear what the judge had to say to him. Okay, Diedrich, Devin Shea Williams, please. All right, Mr. Williams, you are charged with one count of first-degree murder. You have, which you are going to be held no bond at this point. Count two is a probation violation, no bond hold. And you also have operating without a valid driver's license. No bond, no bond, no bond. I don't feel bad for this young man at all. Mm -mm. Zero remorse. See, I'm all about reality checks, baby, and it comes a point in time with certain circumstances, certain people have to become lessons for us all. Sometimes people die literally and figuratively in order for others to live. In this situation, XXX Tentacion uh, is dead literally, literally, and his killer, Diedrich Williams, is dead figuratively. Oh, it's over for this young man. Uh, he was on probation already, has a criminal history, and now he's adding a first-degree murder onto his resume. He'll be like 50-plus years old before he sees the streets again, if he sees them again at all. And I don't feel sorry for him. You know why? Because a couple of days after after XXX Tentacion was killed, he posted a pic on Facebook with the caption, Don't piss me off. You will never know what's next with a bunch of gorilla emojis and the emojis that symbolize, shh, don't say nothing. Uh, how does Charlemagne the God feel about this? Bye! Okay? Life is not a game of Fortnite or Call of Duty. You kids are not living in a simulation. Okay? It is real-life consequences to your actions, and I don't think this generation is realizing that. And I'm going to tell you what my father always told me. If you don't change your lifestyle, you're going to end up in jail, dead, or broke sitting under the tree somewhere. You make certain choices, those 
are the consequences. I don't feel sorry for these kids, and I can't wait until they pick up the other two, especially when I'm seeing things like this come across my timeline. This video right here had the caption, X's killers admit to killing X. Let's hear this. Man, you know, basically snitch on yourself. You just showed the Louis bag, dumbass. Man, man, shut the fuck up, man. Listen to what I'm telling you, bro. Or you will be next. Whoa. Listen, man. I'm scared. If these kids are on social media showing off the bag they took from X and acting like a murder is just a regular activity that happens during the day, like, you know, a stop at Chick-fil-A, bye! Okay, because once again, somebody got to go in, other for, in order for other people to learn. Smart people learn from their own mistakes. Wise people learn from the mistakes of others. Learn from fools like Diedrich Williams. Because all this clout chasing y'all doing is really death in jail chasing. That's what y'all chasing. Coffins and prison cells. And you're pursuing this all in the name of likes, retweets, followers, and clout. None of which can cover funeral costs. All the bonds. All lawyer, fee, all lawyer fees. Okay, virtual reality really cannot prepare you for the harsh realities of your dumbass choices. And you know what I don't? I don't want you to think for one second that I'm preaching to you kids, okay? I don't want you to think that. I do not want you to think that I'm preaching to you kids because I know that what I'm saying right now for most of y'all is going in one end right out the other. And guess what? I don't care if you listen or not because I'm not the one who's going to have to do your prison sentences. I'm not the one who's going to have to make your funeral arrangements. Okay, I'm just the old uncle who's here to give you some food for thought, but you got to do your own dishes. And I'm sad, do your own dishes. And I'm saddened this week because y'all gave Satan a four for one, okay? Oh, Satan won this week in Florida. XXX Tentacion got killed, and three young brothers are going to end up giving the system a lot of time, all for one senseless act of violence. That's a four for one for Satan, okay? The moral of the story is this. Hey, kids, don't get tricked off the street chasing clout, okay? Okay. Please give Diedrich Williams the biggest hee haw. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey of the day. Mm-hmm. Now, when we come back, we got to talk Fabulous and DMs. Now, you explain the story of what happened with Fab. Well, apparently, uh, Fab was in some young lady's DMs. Now, it looks like first, I don't know what their conversation was prior to this, but he did send her a message on the DM. You don't stay in New York, do you? Now, her username is Miss, with another extra S, Peru. She screen grabbed it and wrote the words, nah, I'm good, love, enjoy. Then she also said, one, I'm engaged. Two, I hate abusive men. Three, I hate cheaters. Four, I have a business email. Five, I'm not in New York. Six, I love my teeth. Seven, I have standards. Eight, I'm not a video vixen. Nine, read number one. All of that just because Fab asked her in a DM, are you in New York City? You don't, like, ooh, ooh. So what? So, so what is the question? 800-585-1051. What are we asking? And I just want to read Fab's response as well. He posted a picture with Royce to 5'9". He said, telling Royce to 5'9", I got to beware of public figure hoes who think they're one clout chase away from being Kim Kardashian. And then he put the hashtag summer on lock video. That's what it sounds like she's doing to me. It sounds like she's clout chasing. Because all I'm looking at is Fab in somebody's DM saying, you don't stay in NY, do you? We don't know what that was about. That could have been and business. Not for nothing. He could have wanted her Fab, in the video for yeah. some online. Fab was shooting a video yesterday. So yeah. it, it could have been she needed somebody for a video. I didn't see him saying, hey, what she, let me call you. You look cute. Yeah, let me you fly you out. Yeah, You're let me, beautiful. Let me smash. Let me fly you out. Let's go do some lunch. Let's go. No, he just said, are you in New York? Fab is shooting a video. It could have been for a video shoot. Yeah, he could. I, I can understand if he was in there saying, yo, you know, it's summertime. Cuffing season over. Something like that. All he said was, you don't stay in NY. Do you a simple question? And she jump out the now, window? Now I don't know I'm what good, the nature of their whole conversation was, but I will say this. This is a lesson learned for all you guys out there. Envy, would you DM a woman who you don't know and ask her anything? No. 
Charlamagne, I don't know if you would or not. I definitely would. But I, even, I, if it, if, even if it was something innocent, but I, I'm just saying yes, I how would. things... I mean, I, uh, what I'm saying is that things can be taken and screenshot and posted, and a lot of times, you know, if you need something like say he did with her in a video, the smarter way in the future to go about that would be to have someone else contact her or right. use the business uh, or whatever it is uh, that she said. Or you can just be very specific. You could say, "Yo, you 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 don't stay in NY, do you?" We're shooting a video today. Would like for you to come through. Yeah, but, be specific. But because if there is the a whole conversation that, is, that occurred before that, that, that well. he, he could also have grabbed if there was a whole other conversation, he could screenshot it and post it as well. Right, but you 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 always say it. it doesn't matter. They can they can document whatever they want, and it de- it doesn't matter when the lie is better. Sometimes nobody you know what cares mean? So about they the, can take that cares, part yeah, out. Nobody cares about the truth. Nobody cares the about the truth. But there I'm sure he really just that, cares what Emily thinks. That's right, and that and that's why I went before I would have hit somebody regardless of whatever it was. Hey, I'm doing this, or I need that now. No way. Hey, if if, if it's either gonna be my assistant or my wife's gonna hit you because I ain't playing mm-hmm. no games. Because mm-hmm. nothing else should matter except what she thinks. What does Emily Absolutely. Think? So, who cares so what's the what question? You're right. What's mm-hmm. the question? What are we asking people this morning? <laughs> oh, is she clout chasing? I don't. Is she clout chasing? Oh, that's what we ask. Is she clout chasing? Is that, is that what we asking? All right. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. Do you think this young lady is clout chasing, or do you think term. Fab oh was trying god. to holler? Jesus Christ! I hate Call that us term. up right it now. Very it's the funny Breakfast with Club. You using it, oh my god. <laughs> the Breakfast Club. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're talking fabulous. Now, what happened with Fab Yee? Yes, Fab, uh, I guess, messaged a young lady. Her name is Miss, with an extra S, Peru. And he said, you don't stay in New York, do you? That's the part of the conversation that she screen grabbed and wrote the words, nah, I'm good, love, enjoy, over it. Then she also went on and posted a story that said, "I'm one, I'm engaged. Two, I hate abusive men. Three, I hate cheaters. Four, I have a business email. Five, I'm not in New York. Six, I love my teeth. Seven, I have standards. Eight, I'm not a video vixen. Nine, read number one. First of all, first of all, first of all, one, clout chasing. Two, clout chasing. Three, clout chasing. Four, clout chasing. Five, clout chasing. Six, clout chasing. Seven, clout chasing. Eight, clout chasing. Nine, read all number right, one. She it. is clout chasing. We get okay? it. All we Fab said to her was, you don't stay in NY, do you? She jumped out the window. She just wanted to use that future phrase, nah, I'm good, love, enjoy. That's all she wanted to do. Well, see, the problem with this is we don't know what Fab was hitting it for. Fab just shot a video in New York City, so it could be I needed chicks for my video. It could have been anything, but, like, the fact is, from that conversation, we don't know. But his house is probably effed up right now because of that, which makes no sense because he probably was just saying, hey, are you free for this video? Well, we don't know what he was saying, like you said, but I do think it's not a smart thing for him at this point in time to be DMing women that he doesn't know because his house is in shambles a little right now from what we know on the outside. What do, we, how, what do we know on the outside? How do we know it's how we the shambles? We see pictures. I mean, it's been a, it's we, been a, we, I saw the video of the drama that happened outside the house. And so I'm sure it's a lot of difficulty. Yeah, but, you guys but, have but, been but, in relationships but, where y'all have gone through things and know how difficult it is. When yeah, you, you saw the, you saw, like you, saw the, you saw the drama of the video outside the house, but you've also seen pictures of him and Emily just out and about living their life like it's golden. So what Yeah, but mean? I'm sure things like that don't take like a month to be all back to normal. Man, I'm not assuming what's in them people's house. All I know is this. That young lady is definitely cloud chasing because all Fab did was ask her one simple question. You don't stay in NY, but do you? you don't know what else happened prior to that conversation, so we can't assume that he didn't say it. We don't know what happened. If something right. else had happened, she'd have posted it. So she clearly, it. clearly nothing else happened. If something else would have happened, she would have posted <laughs> exactly. it. That's how I feel. That's common sense. But let's go to the phone lines. Let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? This is Serge. Hey, Serge. You believe this young lady is clout chasing or do you believe Fab went too far? 
No, I believe she's going for 15 minutes of fame. Simple. I agree with you. Um, I do two jobs right now. Um, both of them have to deal with the public. And literally just situations of me just saying, hi, how are you? I get this full speech like I'm trying to ask the girl out when I'm just being polite. I'm like, hi, how are you doing today? I'm already set. I have a man. My life is good. I'm like, I just asked you hi. <laughs> like, where, you, where did you get that? Like, do you read between words? Like, how is this possible? So you be hitting up girls you don't know? No, I, I I've done that before, yes. I've hit up girls before. I'm like, hi, how are you? I'm all set, this, that, and the third. I'm like, I just said hi. Like, are you are you, are you you assuming that every man you meet wants something from me? I'm just being polite. Well, you know, nobody right. cares about right. the words that come Thank out you, of bro. your mouth. They care about what they feel you said nowadays. All right. Hello, who's this? Amy. Hey, Amy. Do you believe this young lady is clout chasing, or do you think uh, Fab went too far? I would be mad if I see my boyfriend DMing some girl he didn't know saying, hey, do you, you know, do you stay in New York? Whatever. I would be like, why? Even, you if, just- even if he said he was doing a video and needed girls for the video, you'd still be mad? It would put some- no, he should be. He should be more specific. But, again, mm-hmm. this is why he has assistance and other people in his team exactly. to, you know, reach out to whoever he wants in his video. I do, I do agree that he should be more specific, man. But, I mean, if, the, if a young lady that you want in your video is following you on social media, that's the quickest way to get to her. I'm not saying for myself it would be a deal breaker. You would have a lot of explaining to do. But I would prefer that you would be, like you said, very specific or have somebody else reach out. I would prefer you didn't DM another woman who you don't know and ask questions like, hey, are you in my city? All right. 800-585-1051. We're asking about Fab. Do you believe this young lady was clout chasing or do you think Fab was trying to holler? Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're talking about Fab. Fabulous. Now, uh, Yee, tell the people what happened with Fab. Well, apparently he reached out to a, a woman on Instagram and he said to her, you don't stay in New York, do you? Now she screen grabbed that exchange and wrote the words, nah, I'm good, love, enjoy. And then she went on to post, one, I'm engaged, two, I hate abusive men, three, I hate cheaters, four, I have a business email, five, I'm not in New York, six, I love my teeth, seven, I have standards, eight, I'm not a video vixen, nine, read number one. One, she's cloud chasing. Two, she's cloud chasing. Three, she's cloud chasing. Four, she's cloud chasing. Five, she's cloud chasing. Six, she's cloud chasing. Seven, she's cloud chasing. Eight, she's cloud chasing. Nine, read number one, she's cloud chasing. Now, see, the whole thing is, if, if you just wanted to expose the man, okay, that's funny, you expose him. But then when you start with the, I just like my teeth, like, yeah, you're trying to make yourself famous from that. You're yeah, trying to be funny. Man. You're trying to spark something on the blogs, which you did. Now, now you don't know if that was just hitting it for a video or something. We don't know. If somebody hit me up unsolicited who I didn't know, I wouldn't post that on social media and do all of that. You know, I probably I probably would just ignore it. And by the way, if there was more to this conversation, she would have posted it. All right. You know, she would have posted it. So, right. This is nothing. All right. Well, let's go to the phone lines. Hello. Who's this? this Jane. Jane, what's going on, bro? We're talking about Fab. Do you believe uh, he was he was hollering or do you think she's just clout chasing? I mean, I think she was clout chasing because, like, you know, it was unnecessary for her to post that. Because I feel like if it was somebody who wasn't famous, like Fab, like she wouldn't have posted it. So, But then again, we don't know if Fab was trying to hide it. He might have. Yeah, we, but we don't was- know. Adlin Knox on Twitter has a very good point. He said, of course she's cloud chasing. You can tell that was the only message sent because when your messages are private, it, it asks on the initial message, do you accept? So that was the okay. only message Fab sent. You don't stay in NY, right. do you? Hello, who's this? Hi, my name is Azzy. Azzy, hey, Azzy. Now, we're talking Fab. Do you think Fab is cloud chasing or do you think he was trying to holler? 
situations where guys have like messaged me like that before and then you know i try to be nice and reply and like nine times out of ten they'll start you know talking some crazy stuff so maybe she was just trying to avoid a situation that she did not want to get into in the first place so mm-hmm. how about how about not reply instead of coming up with a top ten list of, okay, well, maybe, yeah, <laughs> of yeah, reasons think, you hate I fab being too damn extra with those mm-hmm. damn ten lists or whatever she could have handled it differently but I mean we're never gonna know cause we're not in their shoes you know she got what she wanted she got posted on Shade Room um, I'm pretty sure she got posted on Ball Alert. Breakfast Club is talking about it. We not I don't know her name, though, but she got what she wanted. And I'm sure a lot of people yeah. should move differently after watching this experience. You know, if they have business they want to handle, just be very specific when you send out those emails or have somebody else contact the person for you specifically. Uh, but also too, no, also, too, um, if, you're, if you're a woman, you don't miss out on opportunities jumping out the window like this young lady did because you can't assume that all guys are just trying to holler at you. Well, she said she doesn't. Now, my, even if it was for a video, she said she doesn't do that anyway. So, well, just say that. Now, my older, my older uh, people that are following me uh, says, "Hey, somebody help me. What is clout chasing?" You, <laughs> what you mean, older people that follow you? you, you yeah, the, I don't. The, nobody the asked old, me that. The older people on the radio don't even know what the hell we talking about. Okay, <laughs> all right. They, they, you gotta explain what clout oh, chasing okay. is. Explain all right, I can explain is. it. I can explain it for go, our go. generation. You know what I'm saying? If you're go almost ahead, forty, ahead, go, go, you know go. what I'm saying? Like me, if you're almost forty, like me, a little over forty, this is what it is for our generation. Explain. C- clout is juice, right? Okay, okay juice. But juice, yes, okay, juice. juice. So you know, how back in the day, somebody wanted the juice. Now these kids I want, want the juice. clout. Yeah, that yeah, means yeah, they're trying, yeah. they trying to use your name to get their own clout, basically. You and got get the popularity. Juice. You, you got, got the, the juice. clout, I think. Oh, is the clout? Isn't that, the clout something you get? No, you foot? get clout. You get clout like from get oh. somebody else who's famous. You try to hang out with that famous person and get clout from that's, being around them. That's grout. That's glout. Glout. The gout. Gout. You has gout. Gout, gout is what you get gout. in your foot. Gout. Gout. Yeah, you I think. But you foot. used to do that back in the day too. You used to hang around people who got the juice, thinking some of that juice gonna rub off on you. I never did that. You know what I mean? That I think juice and I think I I've think never done I that. think juice and cloud are pretty much the same. Anyway, what's the moral of the story? Nah, the moral of the story is, man, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Okay. The moral of the story is, what is cloud chasing? I don't know. Oh my goodness! I don't, I don't, I don't All right. Know. Well, uh-huh. there's no more. It's Friday. Leave me alone. I want to go see Incredibles. Too. All right. All right. Now, yeah, we got rumors on the way. Yes, we are going to talk about a rapper who just got arrested. He's been released since then, and he was arrested for drugs and gun possession. It sounds serious, but we'll break it down for you. All right. We'll get into all that when we was come back. Chasing? Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Yes, Jim Jones was arrested after he and whoever he was with led cops on a chase in Georgia. They ended with him getting arrested for possession of drugs and a handgun. But what really happened is he was in the car with three other people. They found some marijuana, some painkillers, Percocet, Mm. vape cartridges, THC oil, two loaded pistols, and cash. Now, according to Jim Jones, that money was just petty cash. One of the pistols was stolen, according to the cops. But nobody admitted that anything was there. So, you know, when that happens, everyone ends up getting arrested and going to jail. Now, he was released on $7,000 bail. And it turns out that he had a misdemeanor for the prescription pills not being in the original container because he did have the paperwork for that. So he had a prescription. I definitely believe there's more to this story. Because Jim Jones is way smarter than that. And yeah, absolutely. you know, I, I don't been, know what's I, going on. I've been in those situations where you in the car with somebody and, you know, somebody finds some drugs and nobody wants to claim anything until you get to the police station. And then the person who it was was like, it's mine. But then it's too late by then. 
Uh. All right, well, 50 Cent, of course, took that opportunity to take a jab. He posted the mugshot and said, SMH, Jimmy, 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 what the F are you doing? Who told you to get the strap? All right, Kanye West. He actually went to go see his good old friend Virgil, as Virgil is the men's artistic director for Louis Vuitton. And Virgil Abloh had his first ever collection for Louis Vuitton as men's artistic director. He was in Paris, and Kanye showed up front and center. And the two of them had a very emotional moment. They hugged for a really, really, really long time, and they both appeared to be crying Afterwards, so I'm a, I respect it. I didn't like seeing them cry in front of all those white people, though. I'm gonna be honest with you. Act like act like y'all <laughs> supposed to be there. All right. Nah, that was just emotional. Man, the fact that. that they haven't seen each other were beefing and arguing, and they kind of just embraced because they started with each other. That was nice. I don't know. It looked like they was crying because they were so happy that they was getting all that white validation. That's what it looked no, like. I think no. it was more about their emotions toward each other. No, you know, I'm sure Kanye so. felt a way that the two of them hadn't been on great terms as of late, and. I'm sure Virgil was happy that Kanye actually showed up to show his support. And he, you know, yeah. so could it, I, I think it was more about that. Yeah. Is what it felt okay. like. All right. Now let's discuss Drake. It looks like people are saying that he might have a double album coming. After there was some billboards spotted in Toronto, it's read A side, B side. And then it had the name of the album under that, Scorpion, June 29th. So it could be a double Man. album. Are you here for a Drake double album? Drake got to do what he got to do to distract us from the fact that Pusha T gave him an L. <laughs> right. I think a double album would be dope. Double album would be dope. You got to do what he got to do. Double Listen, the Drake. <laughs> let's, let's be honest. Double albums historically have not been good looks for artists. Come I on thought, now. They've had some good double albums. Biggie. Biggie. That's, Biggie. The, that's the one exception. Tupac. Biggie, Biggie and Tupac, Tupac, all Tupac. eyes on me are the only exceptions. Now, name some other ones. Outcast. Outcast. That wasn't a double album, though. That was different. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. That was a big boy album. album and an Andre 3000 album. That was cheating. That wasn't Outcast making double album songs. Nope. Wu-Tang Forever. Eh, it's cool. I like mm. Wu-Tang Forever. That's one of the exceptions. <laughs> it's like three exceptions, but then you got the Blueprint 2. I'm trying to think. That's what I'm saying. It's not a lot. I mean, Blue, I would have to, Blueprint 2 wasn't a good through, album. Jay-Z Blueprint 2 wasn't a good album. I all of them to just, you know, verify. I, I'm trying to think of some off the top of my head, but I can't even think of double albums. Double, album, double albums aren't, aren't, aren't always the move, man. Some more. But they could be, you know, and why why stick to what everyone else is doing? If you feel like you can Chris make it Brown. happen, make it happen. All of the, you know what? I, 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 I refuse to fall for this, okay? I will not let anything distract me from the fact that Pusha T gave Drake a L. Because that's what he's Just trying to do it. right now. Distract All right, now us. let's talk about the iHeartRadio Music Festival as another distraction. Because we got some hookups for you. So tickets to our daytime stage VIP suite go on sale today. So make sure you lock in for that today. It's going on sale pretty soon, actually. So I think um, as soon as we go off the air, you can start getting those tickets. It's $179 per ticket. You can purchase them at iHeartRadio.com slash tickets. You know we all have so much fun at the Village. And, of course, we're there so you can be in the suite with us. You get access to the VIP pit in front of the stage. And you also have access to the VIP suite where you'll be able to view everything. It's nice and comfortable. Mm -hmm. They have air conditioning. You can have a private food and drink area that we all be sitting around kicking it at. And also get a chance to see Logic, Lil Uzi Vert, Belly, and other artists perform as well. So again, go to iHeartRadio.com slash tickets. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report on this Friday. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now let's get to the mix. Let me know what you want to hear. We're going to start off with some Mob Deep. Now, I don't want to hear some Prodigy, some Havoc. So, we're going to start it off. Let us know what you want to hear at DJ. Oh, you're going to play I for an I? I want to hear I for an I. I ain't got that clean. <sighs> All right, I'll try, to, I'll try to get it before I get on. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The game.